So if you notice like a really um, definite increase in quality, it's because I may not have ever actually been using my microphone. <laughs> I'm proud of you. And that's I what yeah, that does make sense because every time I'm listening, I'm like, wow, like I think my microphone was more expensive, but I sound worse. <laughs> and now maybe I understand why. Wow. Okay, just throwing so, me under the bus for a cheaper microphone. I mean, are you kidding? You are you? You, the one with ad-free Hulu is going to... <laughs> I'll never live down my ad-free Hulu. No, and you shouldn't. Like, I guess I just didn't realize I was doing a podcast with the bourgeoisie, but whatever. <laughs> the birds work for the bourgeoisie. No, but it's funny because, like, two episodes ago, I told you, like, oh, I think my sound will be better because I changed the lied. setting. And I lied because I did change. I was on the wrong setting, but obviously it didn't matter because I wasn't using my microphone. (laughs) You know what? And every time beforehand, I've been like, oh, interesting that it says internal microphone, but like my microphone's plugged in, so it must be working. You did not choose me for this because I'm smart, okay? (laughs) Um, I did finish Glee this past week. I'm so happy for you that the burden has been lifted. (laughs) The curse has been lifted. The sheet has been torn. I am so free. Like, I avoided Netflix purely because when I would open Netflix, I'd be like, I have to watch this show because I have to finish it. So I just, like, didn't watch Netflix for, like, two months because I, like, refused to watch Glee. You know Glee Reboot is coming soon. we've We've got a Gossip Girl rework or reboot in the works at HBO Max right now. I, you cannot tell me. And a Pretty Little Liars. What more can they do with that? Um, the whole thing of Pretty Little Liars is you never know what the hell is going on. I because I think it's on HBO Max as well. I think it's going to be like more adult. Now that you have HBO Max, you actually have no excuse to not watch Pretty Little Liars though, because the whole series is on HBO Max. Also, now that you have HBO Max, you have no reason not to watch The Flight Attendant starring Kaylee Cuoco. I know. Kuoko. I do need to watch The Flight... I, I, can, I, can I be really open and vulnerable with you right now? Yeah. I have not watched The Flight Attendant oh starring Kaylee Cuoco. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I really want to get it. Fuck, but we first, always do this. we always do this. Who are we? Hello! Welcome to Hello. episode 11 of Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. Yes, where we gradually turn each other straight (laughs) by watching the secret life of the american teenager i'm aaron and i'm jesse after i finished this episode i 100 like i had to pause it multiple times throughout and then i was just gonna like kind of like blow through and watch the next one too but i i had to go to bed like i was like i need to go to bed Think about. I felt ill after this episode. <laughs> think about the sins that were committed in this episode, and then like wake up tomorrow, I, start fresh. I was getting like physically angry, and that has never <laughs> happened to me watching television before. Like I was ready. Like if you could see my notes, literally, <laughs> the first five lines are just "fuck whatever character just came onto the scene." <laughs> okay, so. so Episode 11 is entitled Just Say No. Which already, I, reading that title, I was like, this is going to be Yeah, this is going to be some shit. Bad. I'm not excited. I, I did try to do some research into Brenda Hampton while watching this episode to be like, what the fuck is her deal? And there's like, th- nothing really exists on her. Oh, she's, she was from a time when you could be a showrunner and just not I know. be in the public eye. Like, she's not a Shondaland. She's a... Yeah, true. Okay, so we open into the episode. Ricky and Amy are in the hallway, just, like, fighting. Yeah. There's hostility. Which, so much hostility. And, like, valid from Amy. Oh, yeah. Completely <laughs> unearned from Ricky. Oh my god, I just remembered something that happens in this episode. Okay, we have to... Okay, so... We gotta get there. So, <laughs> they, we here we find out the rumor that, like, Adrian and Mark 
disappeared together because Adrian is not around. Which, weird to assume that she disappeared with <laughs> Hot Counselor. Like, I know she's been, like, yeah. semi-seducing him, but, like, I don't think that was ever visible. Also, I think this is the first day she's technically missing. Yeah, I think she wasn't at school the day before, and, like, I think we're supposed to believe this is, like... Actually, I don't know. We've mentioned multiple times. Time doesn't exist here. No, continuity here, is but... really bad in this show. Okay. Yeah. So then... Like, Ricky leaves, and Madison and Lauren come up. And Madison, I fucking hate Madison so much. Like... I was so... Oh. I hate her so much. Oh, wait, but what does Ricky say, first of all? Like, he's basically saying, like, oh, this is your fault as much as it's my fault to Amy, and, like, something. I don't know. I honestly didn't take notes. I was, like, straight people fighting... I can't do with it. It was. I just feel like part of it was, like, him trying to blame her and be like, this is just as much your fault as it is mine. It must have been something, because, again, my notes were, fuck Ricky, asswipe, die. <laughs> <laughs> so, also, the char- the person who plays Ricky, I, like, found all this out this weekend. Um, but oh, yes. Darren something. Chris. <laughs> Darren Chris. <laughs> Darren. In his only straight role. Uh- <laughs> um... No, he was 21 when this was filmed. Oh, creepy. Shailene was like 16. She was 17. India was 15. I think Megan Park was 18. Uh, Francia Reza was 20. Good for her. That's all I got. So that's oh, why their Jack? sex scenes no, were able to be Greg Finley. Explicit. Greg Finley, who plays Jack, was like 24. That is so funny, and I can see it. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay. Well, that's, like, all the people that are, like, in their 20s that are trying to play teens, you can tell. Like, <laughs> you imagine even if they Henry, were trying to play tweens? <laughs> that would... Well, India playing a tween is weird. Like... That's true. Okay. So, Madison and Lauren come up to Amy, and Madison, like, immediately Ugh. spills the beans that Ricky is Lauren's dad's patient because she doesn't know how to keep her mouth shut. Yeah, because they're getting into, like, this argument like because because again one of the things ricky said i'm remembering this now because i'm seeing through like the veil of my rage um one of the things ricky said is like your little blabbermouth friends are liars like they're the ones who spread all these rumors about you so she finally confronts like Mm -hmm. lauren and madison also ricky reveals that like he and lauren had a thing or something oh yeah so then lauren's like she confronts Lauren. Lauren's terrible about it. She's like, I know how to just say no. He, I'm not going to end up like you. And like, which shitty thing to say. Oh, yeah. And then like, um, so then Lauren and Amy get into like a pulling match. Like over Madison. Saying, for Madison. Which, why would you ever fight for Madison? <laughs> I'm sorry. But like of all the friends, I'm just leaving her. But um. So they're, like, pulling her back and forth, like, saying these things, like, no, you're on my side. No, you're on my side. And Madison's like, stop it. We're not going to let our friendship get ruined by some mental patient. Oh, And she, yeah. like, yells it. She fucking yells it all down the hallway. Everyone stops and starts staring at her. And then she's <sighs> like, and then she tries to cover it up so poorly. I Yeah, she's like, well, at least he's he's seeking treatment, I think. Maybe he's not. I don't really know. Um... But, you know, we're very concerned for him, and we want what's best for him. And then... So bad. We have, like, a theme break. This was honestly, I think, the most aggressive theme break (laughs) so far, where it was just, like... Because the drama is dialed up to, like, 11 so quickly, and Mm -hmm. then the theme comes in, and it just, like, breaks everything. Okay. Um, (laughs) Then we go... (laughs) to fucking Adrian driving the first of like (laughs) seven intercut shots throughout this episode of just Adrian driving having fun in a convertible so like yeah just like there's no there's no No storyline there she's just like zooming down the road hair flying back she's in her convertible she looks I do have written this is the only thing that wasn't like a fuck someone the first time they came up and it was just Adrian looks cool as hell in these scenes. No, she does. And also she's driving a Mustang, which I yes. know like car stuff is like homophobic to you, but yes, thank you. And I do thank you for um, remembering and acknowledging the hurt that you're putting me through right now before going forward with it. But, but yeah, she, cool. but she is driving a, like a Mustang. That's like a fucking expensive car. 
Well, that's what I knew it was a nice car because it was very shiny and famously only nice cars can be shiny. <laughs> um, so I knew it was a nice car just from looking at it. I just looked at my notes. I need to go into the next scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. We have a random kid we have never met before sitting <laughs> in Mark Helena's chair mm-hmm, in his mm-hmm. office. And Ben comes in looking for Mark because Ben is having some kind of crisis. Ben's Ben's life is a crisis, True. let's be real. And this random kid is just selling kids' personal <laughs> records. To them, yeah. Like, and the kid also- is wearing a, sh- tel- a t-shirt, a television, no. The kid is wearing a t-shirt <laughs> that has, like, a vest printed on it and, like, a tie. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, like, so 2008. Like, I fucking hated the fashion oh in 2008. Gosh. It was so bad. This was, well, this was the time period that was, like, Ashley Tisdale on a red carpet <laughs> with, like, a dress over jeans, a feathered boa, and, like, a sleep mask on her forehead. <laughs> like, that was this era. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I was, like, never a child star because if there were, pi- oh. if there were pictures that existed of me wearing, like, low-rise jeans... I would die. I would simply cease. <laughs> Um, there are plenty of pictures of me wearing low-rise jeans, though. I gotta show off my little tattoo, my lower back tattoo. Of Ryan Seacrest? It is Ryan Seacrest eating a hot dog. (laughs) Suggestively. Okay. So, then we have Jack and Grace. Jack is, like, giddy because he heard the rumor that Ricky is in therapy. Because, surprise, none of the kids in the school fucking know each other until there's a rumor. And then they're all best friends. All of a sudden now, they're, like, really best friends. Like, in the last couple episodes, and in the, like, the episode... Like, for some reason, everyone knows each other now. And, like, they've, they've finally interacting 11 episodes into the show people just know who each other are finally mm-hmm. then jack has the line that i thought was really funny i wrote it down where he goes under all those layered t-shirts is probably a straight jacket i was wheezing i could not like just the thought of it i kind of just ignored all the like obvious like bad takes on mental health and like oh yeah stigmatizing therapy I will say, too, like, I couldn't figure out this entire episode if they were trying to further stigmatize therapy or destigmatize oh, therapy. Like, my God. you get that a lot in these, like, teen shows where it's like, are they trying to do something cool by, like... And, again, Secret Life, they've done this with, like, every issue under the sun. So, I was very torn between, like, was Brenda saying therapy is good or was she saying therapy is bad? Because there's so many characters on both sides and none of them seem right. Therapy is, like, only ever, like, a crisis thing. Like, we never see... I do... So, moving on, like, I... Like, Grace... Amazing. Coming in clutch, normalizing therapy when there's not a crisis. Yeah, exactly. I wrote down Grace is a therapy queen. I love Grace. She continues to be my favorite character. Although, I will say, from Jack, we get a little bit of that persecution complex about Christianity on display. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, oh, you can't go announcing you're in therapy because, like, then that's two strikes against you, Grace. You're a Christian and you're in therapy. And then Grace just, like, walks down the hallway and she's like, yep, I'm a crazy Christian! Uh, I think it's so funny, too, because this entire time he's like, put your purity ring back on, because even though they're broken up, he still wants to control her body, because that's how purity culture works. Yeah, I don't understand why now he wants the purity ring on, considering the purity ring was, like, kind of the reason he broke up with, or they broke, he cheated on her, so she broke up with him. Yeah. Um... Then we have a Jack and Ricky scene, which was just, like, very uncomfortable. Jack was basically just giving Ricky, like, blue ball advice. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, saying how Grace is a tease and, like, oh, she'll go around without a purity ring, but the second you want sex, she'll slap that baby right back on. And then Ricky made it worse because, like, he walked away and he's, like, ugh, amateur. This was the episode where I hated Ricky the most. I think this so show far. might have broken me. Like I finished this episode and then I made a TikTok where it was like a Kardashian like voiceover and it's like, "Can I get you anything?" She like sobs and she's like, "A gun." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah. Yep." That's true. And you know, that is 
And, you know, we do, we love the Kardashians who have famously never done anything wrong. The Kardashian Jenners, we really support them. We really we love the way they use Kylie their wealth. Right now. We love the way they use their platform to help their people <laughs> instead of just buying them things. Oh we God. we stand a non-philanthropic queen. No. I will come out just right kidding. now and say. Kylie Jenner, you're not allowed on the pod. <laughs> We don't want you. You would boost our numbers, but guess what? We won't sell out for you. We have a few standards and we will stick to them. No, I would marry you and then redistribute your wealth. You think she's going to let you? (laughs) (laughs) She would have dropped like 60,000 to help her like a trusted employee that she said was basically a friend. Like you think she's letting you touch her wealth? (laughs) She would... Wait. <laughs> she would make you pay for your own medical bills. <laughs> oh my god. She'd probably like punch okay. me in the face and then she'd be like, okay. No, she would she would claim you for life insurance and then push you <laughs> off a bridge. <laughs> but the life insurance person would be like, did you see that fat person you just pushed? Like their life is worth like fifteen thousand dollars maximum. <laughs> She would do it in front of the life insurance person to, like, prove that you actually died. <laughs> and then he'd be like, wait, no. That's, what? No. Oh, my Kylie. God. <laughs> so, we have Ben and we Amy. We love girl bosses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to move on from this. I could go all night. <laughs> so, we have Ben and Amy. And Ben is like, maybe you should go to therapy. Which, like, I was like, okay, Ben, maybe you should go to therapy, but also I do think yes. Amy should go to therapy. I've also, the, I think the thing that broke me most about this episode is Ben is right the whole damn time. Like, everything he says, he's in the right, and that made me crazy. I know. Okay. <sighs> um, there's a weird, uncomfortable kiss between the two of them. Henry comes up, and he's like, how are you doing? And then, like, proceeds to not listen to anything Ben says and is like, shut the fuck up. I had sex with Alice. Which, good for him. Um, I'm so confused as to Alice and Henry's relationship status. I think they're, like, friends with benefits right now. Okay, because, yeah, like, last time they had that, like, that really poignant scene about, like, how they didn't really love each other anymore. Or, like, and they were just, like, friends, but they also slept together. And, like, I thought they were going to move on after that. But then they get into, like, a shouting match over how they both are bad at sex. Or how the other one is bad at sex. In the fucking hallway. It's, like, very uncomfortable. It's very bad. Doesn't Alice, like, shout something down the hallway a la Grace? Yes. And then Ben does say another good thing in this scene where he, like, is like, maybe we shouldn't have this conversation in a public sector aka the high school hallway which i'm like yeah maybe you fucking shouldn't have this conversation there um and then alice is like you should try to have sex with amy because she's already pregnant which which i just want to say when you're having sex for the first time that's already like a big thing can you imagine being like a 15 year old boy having sex with your like girlfriend for the first time and she's already like six months pregnant Mm. Well, personally, I can't imagine having sex, but, like, I'm sure that would compound it even more. So uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Then we go to a Grace and Ricky scene. Oh, my God. Grace, I really, like, it's so fucking weird because, like, Grace is probably who I was in high school, and I, like, detest that part of myself. But yet I am, like, strongly, like, drawn to Grace as, like, a character and excited to see her character development. On our little cheat sheet, we have her down as, like, every Christian girl you went to high school with. And, like, that's accurate. And I kind of hate those people now. Like, it... Yeah. They bother me so much. But, like, something about how she plays Grace and, like, I'm just rooting for her constantly and I want her to be happy and safe. And, like, I think it's because the thing she has that a lot of, like, the people in high school were was, like, genuine kindness and, like care and concern for other people jesse should we write a reboot of secret life of an american teenager where grace's character goes through deconstruction i have hopes that it happens in this series but yes should we reboot secret life for hbo max 
No. Should I get HBO Max on the horn? <laughs> Let's hire a bunch of 35-year-old actors to play high schoolers. Yes. Oh, who would be... Who would you cast as Grace now? Um, that's a good question. I'll have to sit with that. I Maybe think... Sabrina Carpenter? Oh, I think she could really dig into that role. Especially because um, her Mean Girls got, like, cut short. What? She replaced Taylor Louderman on Broadway for Mean Girls. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. I just know that she released an um, Olivia Coleman diss track. You mean Olivia Rodrigo? Rodrigo. Olivia Not Coleman. Olivia Isn't Coleman. That? Isn't that? Isn't that? <laughs> That's Oscar-winning British actress, famous for Is The Crown she... and The Favorite. She's like, <laughs> like not to call attention to my little goof, but can you imagine how <laughs> funny it would be if Sabrina Carpenter wrote an Olivia diss Coleman a... diss track? <laughs> that would be so funny. I do this all the time. Anyone who's named Olivia, I think, is Olivia Coleman. I did this like a year or two ago. Because one of the podcasts I love is called, like, Iconography with Io Debery and Olivia Craighead. And I was recommending it to a friend. And I'm like, yeah, it's with Io Debery and Olivia Coleman. And she's like, I love Olivia Coleman. I'm going to check this out. And then, like, two seconds later, I'm like, it's not Olivia Coleman, but you should still check it out. <laughs> okay, moving on. Grace and Ricky... There's, like, this gross scene. But Grace does... She's like, I trust someone who's been in therapy more than someone who's not. Which I was Which, like, honestly, same. Valid. Although I will say, like, online scares me now because people are pointing out how, like, if you're not actually invested in, like, doing the work, like, you can co-op therapeutic language to, like, oh, yeah. absolve yourself of guilt. Which people definitely have done to me in the past. But, you know, I stand with Grace. I think that's a good rule to have, honestly. I definitely trust people who have, like, tried to do the work mm-hmm. on themselves. Yeah, same. Ricky does lie to her about when he started therapy. He said he started it after the baby news, which I'm just like... Which, you know... And you're... also, I do understand, too, if you don't want to share like, oh, yeah, the details yeah. of, like, Especially being sexually abused. Fucking, like, gets over gets out over the whole school. That's so... He's doing some damage control, which, I, that part I do understand. I still think he's a piece of shit, but, like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Ricky talks about Adrian to Grace and he's like, you know, she was a troubled girl. Ricky, I, on site, on site. I just, this is where I said I will hit Ricky with a truck. (laughs) So, and that's in the notes. You can check my handwriting. Um, I hate how well his like dumb flirting in this scene works on Grace and they're going to like hang out that night. That's the one part of Grace that like bothers me is how easily she falls for his bullshit. But like, again, it's because she genuinely like cares about people and thinks he's like, I know because the people who have told her bad things about him have been like, have been like Adrian and Jack who both could potentially have ulterior motives. Okay. Um, Sean Johnson. Oh, I'm going moving on to the next scene. What's Sean Johnson? You don't know who Sean Johnson is? <gasps> That's who that was? Yes. From the Olympics? Olympic athlete Sean Johnson? That was yes. her? Okay. So, I did rewind. Wa- okay, wait. So, okay, whoa. So whoa. Ricky, whoa. <laughs> Ricky? Whoa. Makes a plan to like hang out with Grace that night. Immediately turns around and starts flirting with who? Sean Johnson. From the fucking Olympics. I didn't realize that's who it was. Because I was like, who is this girl? Are we supposed to recognize her? Like, why do we... Why are we giving airtime to this character who we've never seen before? That was Sean Johnson? That was Sean Johnson. Okay. So Sean... Is that why he did a cartwheel? Yes. Wait, legitimately? Yes. As a tie-in to Sean Johnson? Yes. I take back every negative thing I've ever said about Brenda Hampton. This is the best (laughs) show I've seen in my fucking life like ricky goes up to sean johnson who i think is so funny because she's like she's very petite because she's a fucking like world-class gymnast but he comes up and he's like hey sean like where have you been and she's like where have i been and he's like when do you get an attitude and she goes i don't have an attitude and he goes great maybe we can go out sometime she's like i don't know i'm kind of busy he goes doing what (laughs) and she goes okay call me and then she walks away, does the stupid head over shoulder, head shake, and eye roll. And then Ricky she, does his dumbass little cartwheel. Was she playing herself? Yes. So we're to believe that Ricky goes on a date with Olympic athlete Sean Johnson. 
number one, we're meant to believe that Sean Johnson goes to their magnet school for fucking band. Sean Johnson is actually really good at oboe. Like, a lot of people don't know that. Shut the fuck up. She, she started that before um, gymnastics. <laughs> for a second, I almost believed you, and I was like, you actually... Okay. <laughs> this whole Can scene... Can you imagine? She's actually one of the majorettes that is jealous of Adrian. <laughs> uh, this... Absolutely wild. I I didn't... I never would have known that was Sean Johnson. I am... Was it in the credit? Did you just recognize Sean? Please. Do you know what the number one movie is for all lesbians growing up during this time? Stick it. Stick it. Yeah. I was so immersed in gymnast culture because I was a lesbian. Stick it is actually my favorite piece of Marxist literature. (laughs) True. Like, honestly, I learned the value of a worker's strike from stick it. (laughs) I know. Okay. Okay. Continue. Then we go to, we have a nice little like palate cleanser because Adrian is driving more. Oh, we love, we love when Adrian drives. Okay, but this is when I did start to kind of like see our idea that this show takes place in Indiana break down a little bit. We need to talk about this. Because I, we can talk about it later when it's like more evident, but I was like, this feels like California, like mountains to me. Or... She just fucking drove from Indiana to like the Grand Canyon. Yes, but oh, this but is we're when not, I we're not to the the scene that yeah. cements it. Okay, so first we have to. Okay, have to talk I am kind Madison of disappointed still, right? that they just like didn't pick a location until episode eleven, but whatever. Yeah, so, it's not made. It's truly not made explicit until this episode where we are, and it's not even made explicit. Like we don't get an exact location, but no, we don't. Yeah, Jack. But, Okay, so Jack goes to Mark Molina's office, and the random kid is still in there. Oh, question about the random kid. It's not homework kid. I know. I was just going to say, do you think, like, homework kid had a scheduling conflict that they had to... He might have. Because, like, homework kid is the grifter in this show. Like, he's on that grind. And, like, he does come back later. So I'm just wondering, like, could they just not pull him for a day, or... I... Maybe he had, like... Maybe he was like a, yeah, he had a, maybe he had pink eye. Oh, well, I mean, if he did, they would have just worked it into the story. (laughs) Um, but so this random kid, I'm very confused about how this operation is still going, but his business has changed. He's adaptive. We love it. Yeah. And it's now changing kids files for a fee. The, and this is with Jack, right? And he's bought his file. Yeah. Because he's like. It says, like, he has, like, emotional issues or something, which, like, you're yeah. a straight white he's, Yeah, man. he's emotionally immature, which, like, yeah, straight white football player, of course you're emotionally yeah. immature. That's why I was so into football. <laughs> um, Then Adrian's father shows up, and the way that people just spill their guts to Adrian's father is will never not be funny to me. I laughed so hard this entire scene where he was sitting in the office. Especially because, like, you see an adult come in and you're in an office where you shouldn't be and you just start, like, talking to this person. But the guy is, like, the kid tells him the rumor about how Mark and Adrian ran off together. Yes. The kid leaves and Madison comes in and she just... Madison. This was the first time I've ever liked Madison. No, this actually made me hate her more, but she comes in and she just starts really? talking to him. She's like, I need guidance. I'm having trouble keeping my mouth shut. And I was it's like, like no that's shit. That's one way to put it. You've caused every conflict in this show. <laughs> she puts her entire foot in her mouth. She calls Adrian a skank. She dishes on Ricky. I just love the point where she is like, like she stops talking and she's like, Oh, I get it. It's one of these things where I'm supposed to keep talking. I got it. And then, oh like, God. she finds out, like, he's like, I'm not the new counselor. I'm Adrian's father. And she's like, oh! She's like, Adrian is so smart. I love her. She is so she's beautiful. N- she's not a skank, actually. That was a joke. It's a little joke we like to play on each other. We call each other skanks, probably. Um, and then she finds out, like, who he is in terms of, like, he works at the DA's office and, like, Adrian's missing. And she's like, do you have the authority to sign a hall pass? <laughs> I was like, okay. And the fact that he says no, and it's like, he probably does. Listen, who looks at hall passes, like, for real? No one ever looked at my I don't hall think passes. I ever had a hall pass. I 
I can't get in trouble. I almost didn't say this because I thought I could get in trouble. No, I had a whole stack of hall passes. Oh. I think we had to get our planners signed, but um, my trademark was never having a planner. Like, they were provided around the school, and I would just, like, throw them away or throw them <laughs> in the bottom of my locker. So I could never go anywhere. But yeah. I also had free reign of the school. Like, no one ever questioned it if they saw me walking. I had an entire stack that I would just get, like, random teachers to sign a couple at a time oh. who, like, liked me. And then yeah. I would just be like, I was late every single day of school my senior year, but I did morning announcements. I did the same thing! And so they couldn't start the day without me. So I was like, yes! sucks that I'm, like, five minutes late every day. We are the same person. <laughs> I can't believe that's literally my story. I love this for us. We're wow. We were meant to be. True. Um, okay. So yeah, then Madison. Yeah, finally, and then, yeah, like, semi removes foot from mouth. Not really. No. And like as she leaving, she's like, "Thanks, though. I really do think I had a breakthrough." The secretary <laughs> shows up. It's so weird to me because in order to like get into my high school oh number one you had yeah. to buzz into the building and then you immediately had to go to the office and like yeah check you had in. to check in but that's why secretary is angry that he didn't do that yeah true so then there's madison and jack madison like this... runs into jack in the hallway it's... i love she's like hey jack and he's like who the fuck are you <laughs> um during the scene i did not write a ton down like a lot of these conversations i only wrote down like the important things but Jack yeah. does say the words, oh, Jesus, during this, during this, like, encounter with Madison. And I just oh. think that's so funny. Like, yes, his stepdad is literally a priest and he's, like, probably the least Christian person on the show. Oh, yeah. Despite half of the cast never having heard of Christianity prior to the pilot. True. But, no, their little interaction, too. It was so funny for her to just, like, assume that Jack would know who she was, in my mind. It was like, that's what you get for being you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she basically just immediately after, like, saying she needs to stop opening her mouth. Wait, is that when she has her other breakthrough? <laughs> yeah. She, like, she admits, she's like, yeah, I started the Ricky is crazy rumor. And yeah. then she's like, also, Adrian and Mark ran off together. Is this where she's like... I think maybe I, t I tell everyone everything because I don't feel like I can tell my father anything. Yes. And then she's like, oh, I had a breakthrough! And like sprints off or something. I don't know. This is... I will say, I don't know why, but this did endear me to Madison. Like, I still hate her, but like this whole scene, I was like, you know what? I think these choices by this actress were fantastic oh yeah renee like oldstead yeah who is apparently a jazz singer or something yeah my sister was like obsessed with her okay then we have a scene with grace and adrian's dad because like adrian's dad calls for grace to come and <laughs> grace is like she just calls him on his shit she's like yes immediately you, you really hurt her by not contacting her for 16 years and part of the reason she probably doesn't like you now is because of the way you reacted when you did see her and told her to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. Grace was the unsung hero of this episode. No, everything Grace said, I'm like, mm, snaps. She does. He asks her some questions of, like, when's the last time you talked to uh, Adrian? And Grace is like, <laughs> well, I called so her, funny. but, like... She doesn't always call me back. I called her to tell her my brother ordered a hooker off the internet. She didn't call yes. me back. <laughs> she is so forthcoming with that information. It is so... This, this scene, too, like, the whole sequence where everyone just spills everything to Adrian's father. So, so funny. So good. So good. Also, like, we see it more later, but, like, the fact that, like, Tom ordering, like, a sex worker off the internet is has just become, like, part of the lore and part so... of, like, the family history that they talk about frequently. It's so funny. I mean, I'm glad they don't, like, shame him, but... Well, they don't... And they do, like, clarify that, like, the website is one of those that says it's, like, friends. Like, it's not, like, explicitly... Yeah. Like, it's hidden, I guess. Yeah, and Grace is like, that's what you should be doing something about is those websites. You know, there's not just friends. Those are prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. She's so... She's so... Like, her naivete. Megan, 
Megan bothers Park, me, but it's so good. <laughs> I know. Megan Park is actually, like, really good. She, honestly, like, so many of the... I have to give props to a lot of the performances in this show because they're so wild and, like, the material that they're given is, you know, greatly varying in quality. And I'd say they all sell it really well except for maybe Ricky. Mm-hmm. But everyone else, like, I think the fact that I have such, like, negative reactions to most of them so often is a real testament to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, my gosh. This show. Speaking of Ricky, he goes to see Adrian's dad. Adrian's dad is like, when's the last time you saw her? Like, do you know where she is? Is she with Mark? Blah, blah, blah. And Ricky is like, Adrian broke up with me because I wouldn't go with her. Which is, like, kind of the information that... His, like her dad is looking for yeah um then we have adrian gets pulled over by a cop a cop did you, named peter, peter panagan Pan <laughs> peter panagan she's been driving she's been like missing for she's been a day driving now. all episode <laughs> she's been driving all episode and she's like still within like city limits or whatever because well, the she's cop in- the cop knows to call, but I'm wondering if, like, an APB was put out or something within. It's still so weird that, like, this guy but... has enough, like, pull to just be like, look for my daughter. And then, like, this cop, Peter Panigan, has her dad's, like, cell phone number to then, like, immediately report to him. Yes. Not that I really need to, like, understand the way that cops work, but, like... This felt unrealistic. Um, But this is also where we find out that she's in Needles, which I Googled because I'm like, wait a second. Needles is not in Mike Pence's Indiana. Where is it? In California? It's in California. Yeah. Which led me to Google where this series takes place because the suspense was finally too much. No, I don't want to know. But the thing is, I think Google is wrong based on other things. But Google says it takes place in like LA. Yeah, I don't I don't buy that. Which I have a hard time believing. But they probably told you where they filmed. That is where they filmed. I did Google that too. Um but either way, Needles is in California. Yeah. So and Needles is within the range that this cop knew to call the DA. So I just we're say, looking in California, probably. Yeah, I just wanna say I will continue to refer to it as Mike Pence's Indiana in this It's show. so much more fun if we imagine that this is all taking place in Mike Pence's Indiana instead of Kamala Harris's California. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> so. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger's California probably at this point. I don't think in 2008. I don't know when the fuck he was. We'll, we'll look it up later. Okay. When was he the Terminator and when was he the governor? <laughs> it all blends together. <laughs> Did they overlap? I hope he had to leave his gubernatorial <laughs> duties to film another fucking Terminator. Um. Okay, so this cop pulled over Adrian for no reason. Her tags are up to date. Like, there's nothing wrong with her car. She wasn't speeding. And her dad is like, you, like, just hold her. Like, hold her. I don't care. Hold her. Which I was just like. That was shocking to me because I don't think police have ever, like, used their power (laughs) beyond the scope of what they can do. So that's just very strange to me that they would even suggest such a thing could happen. Um, I do love, this is, like, where I, my little, like, soft spot for Ricky comes out because Ricky calls and tips Adrian off. And he's, like, wherever you are, like, someone just called your dad and told him. So then we go to Amy and Lauren. I think they're in the bathroom. Yeah, all all important conversations happen in the bathroom because that's how, you know, that's how girls Fair. are. Fair. Um, I said Amy's hair looks really good. That's probably the first time this entire series where I've thought her hair looks really good. No, recently I've been like, no, I think this is a style and I think you're rocking it. Yeah. Like this episode it feels, in particular. It feels very like misery business. Um, yes. Williams, yes, like a little bit emo, mm-hmm. which does match up with the the layers, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have some good conflict between like Amy and Lauren. Like I think it's productive, and I think that they get out some things that they needed to, which is like Amy feels dumber than Lauren 
because yes. Lauren said she would never like get pregnant. Like she knows how to say no. And it did like, it did make me like Lauren a little bit more. Again. Yeah. Like it redeemed her in that, like it does show her like t- owning that she made Amy feel that way and that she doesn't mean to. And that obviously she also fell for, ricky's wiles so like she -hmm. doesn't feel superior to her in any way and she kind of apologizes that you know she makes her feel that way yeah which is good because she does spend most of the series kind of like being the smart one and like in kind of an aggressive way that isn't always productive and it's nice to see her have to face that and how it Mm -hmm. makes people feel especially amy who's gotten the brunt of it lately Mm -hmm. she does have this like superiority complex that i'm glad she Number one was like aware of it, but now two is now like aware of like the way that it makes people around her feel. Yes. I'm hoping this will lead to her being a good person again because I've really missed the Lauren that I really liked. I know. Because these last couple episodes she's been kind of a dick. Yeah. So Lauren tells Amy that Ricky was sexually assaulted as a child, and Amy is like, Your dad told you that? And I do like that Lauren is like, what the fuck? Absolutely not. My dad would never tell me anything about a patient, like, yes. ever. And I was and like, re- yeah. we understand HIPAA for the first yes. time. Oh, my God. This was so... As, like, a noted HIPAA stan, this was such a good feeling for me to see our girl represented accurately, finally. Oh, yeah. I just loved to see the positive representation of HIPAA instead of the slander we've seen in the past. Again, Lauren never would have found out that, like, Ricky was in treatment with her father if if he hadn't, like, lost his temper one time. Unfortunately, he is a human being. Like, I understand how that can happen. Yeah. But it shouldn't have. Yeah. She does be like, this cannot go anywhere. Like, you need to keep this between us. And, like, Ricky told... Lauren, because, like, Lauren is a good listener. Maybe she has a future as a therapist. And I think she could. Again, she offers sensible advice when she's being helpful. Yeah. Then we have a Ricky and Grace scene where Grace... Ricky is so fucking annoying. He's like, I want to be a Christian. I just don't know if I'm good enough. And you know what, Ricky? You're not. We have enough bad people in Christianity. We don't need you to. And this comes directly after Lauren tells Amy that's how he gets people. He makes oh, yeah. you feel like he's the victim and he makes you feel very sorry for him. You let your guard down and then he, like, goes in for the kill, kind of. Mm-hmm. The kill being penetration. <laughs> Then we have an Adrian and oh my god, this scene hot. She comes into the school just like fucking blows by people. Yes. Oh my god. So much power. So and much power. She immediately starts speaking Spanish to her dad. I tried so many times to get it on Google Translate and I couldn't. Cause she is speaking rapid fire. She's angry. She's got she... that fucking passion <laughs> and power. And then her dad goes, We're in school. Try speaking English. And her immediate response is, I hate you. And I was like, same. And then he just like continues to take away her autonomy, which is just like so incredibly frustrating and like not the way that you parent a teenager. Well, that's the thing. Like, I get what he's trying to do, but the way he's doing it is so like counterproductive. And like, you need to build a relationship before you can start trying to tell her what she needs to be doing. You know nothing about her at this point. Exactly. Like, he's like, I, I just enrolled you in an all-girls private school. Which, honestly, huh. I kind of hope oh. she goes. And I kind of <laughs> hope she, you know, has some experiences. <laughs> wink, wink. And then he's like, I haven't been a good father because I haven't been around for the past 16 years. Like, forgive me, Adrian. And I'm just like... You are only asking for forgiveness so that way you can continue to dictate her life. I need to know that he's actually interested in her and not, you know what I mean? Like, I need to see that he cares for her in a real way before I'm able to accept any of his choices right now. Because again, it seems like he's trying to cover his own ass. This isn't her mother who she's lived with her entire life telling her these things. It's this guy that she met like... 20 minutes ago. 20 minutes to three years ago, depending on how the... the show's timeline is going at the time but that's the thing like it would be so different if he was like coming in and trying to get to know her first 
But he, like, sees one thing he doesn't like, which is that she's sleeping with Ricky. Which also, just because she's sleeping with Ricky, and because she has, like, a reputation, I guess, he assumes that that reputation and the rumors are all true. Which doesn't make sense to me. Like, all you know for sure is that she's having sex with one boy who was her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Also, it's not like her academics are an issue. Like, she's doing fantastic in school. Like, yeah, she doesn't have many great friends, but, like, she has Grace now, kind of, yeah. if Grace doesn't mess it up, which, you know, she will. She is, currently, in this episode. We'll get to that, but... <laughs> Every dad in the show... Or bad. Yeah. I will say, aside from his one lapse in judgment, I like Lauren's dad. Yeah. A jury's but still like, out. He's, like, he's the best. Like, if we're ranking dads on the show, yes. it goes Lauren's dad. But also, he's only good... I thought he was a good therapist until he, like, broke HIPAA in a monumental way. You know what? He could but... be a bad therapist, but a good dad. Oh, wow. This is... Wow. Healing. Healing. So, Grace calls Adrian on the phone, right? Is this in person? I think this is in person. Wait, have we hit the menstruating line yet? We did. We did. That was when... Oh, when Adrian's talking to her father. Yeah. She's like, I have sex. Protected sex. Period. With condoms. I menstruate. I use condoms. I'm on birth control. I am an adult. But that honestly, like, I will say she made some good points of like, I'm not being irresponsible. I'm smart. My studies are going well. I'm thriving. I'm having sex, but I'm doing it the right way. I'm using birth control and condoms. She does like seem to forgive him pretty quickly. Honestly, as long as she doesn't fucking go back to George for comfort. Well, that's the thing. That was, that was how, you know, she was craving a father figure. If you're willing to accept George Jurgens. Okay. I think this takes place via phone call. I, I thought Grace went to Adrian's house. Oh, you're right. Grace goes yes. to Adrian's house. Grace you're goes to Adrian's right. house. And they have this conversation in the doorway. Yes, so... and Adrian is the first person to, like, really talk straight to Grace about Ricky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, and... this scene was iconic and, like, really... Oh, my God. It was so good. Because Grace goes, how would you feel if Ricky and I went out? Hmm. How would I feel? Betrayed. Mm. 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 Oh, so good. Some other iconic lines. Either you're friends with me or you sleep with Ricky. And then Grace goes, well, why can't I be friends with you and just make out with Ricky? Honestly, fair question. I love that she counters that with, so let me ask you, where do you cut a boy off? <laughs> and then Grace is like, um, I guess like any like skin to skin touching is not okay with me. And, the, and then Adrian's like, oh, you're going to need to get on birth control and you're going to need to buy some condoms because yeah. this is not going to work. Ricky will not stop. You need to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And then she gives Grace she like gives, seven condoms. She like grabs a strip of condoms and just like shoves them into Grace's hands. Like you're going to be needing these. Which, I mean, I love that Adrian has condoms. In a way, it feels like she is kind of still looking out for Grace because she's like, I know, Ricky, I know what's going to happen and you're going to need these. Otherwise, as she says, you'll end up like Amy. Mm -hmm. Of course, Ricky makes the women buy the condoms. Oh, yeah. Like, of course, he doesn't have his own. So then we go to Ben and Amy. They're like sitting on his bed or like on the floor in front of his bed yeah and she did the thing that she wasn't supposed to do and she immediately told ben about ricky's traumas which ben has a much like firmer trap than madison though but well that's the thing but like even lauren specifically said like you can't tell anyone not even ben but they're like doing research about ricky's history and like what like sexual abuse does to a person I hate this episode for making Ben the good guy the entire time. Like, he hasn't said one thing I disagree with. Because she kind of asks, like, do you think he'll ever recover? Mm -hmm. He's like, you know what? He might move on, but you can't erase the past. And that's something that he's going to have to carry with him forever. Because Amy's like, you know, it kind of makes me understand more of Ricky. Mm -hmm. And then Ben's kind of like, you know, just because he has a rough past, you can't excuse him for everything he's done to you and done to others. Which I think is also important to realize like having those severe traumas doesn't excuse you from the things that you do and like 
facing the consequences of said decisions. This episode was so frustrating. I just want to disagree with everything Ben says, but I couldn't this episode because he was talking sense for the first time in his life. I have like very little negative things to say about Ben this entire episode, aside from like how straight him and Amy are. But oh yeah, speaking of that, there's absolutely, they close their laptops. There's absolutely no segue. And Amy just goes, I guess we could have sex if you want. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) To which Ben replies, oh, I want. Yeah. Oh, gross. This is my notes. So so uncomfy. I hate this. I said I am uncomfy. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Then there's the line between Ben where he's like, this feels more like a fair trade agreement than sex. And Amy is like, yeah, I mean, I guess like I'm already pregnant. So like, whatever. I will say again, Ben does kind of the right thing and is like, you know, I think if we're going to do this, we should do this because we want to. And like, because we're ready, not because we feel like, yeah, I don't want this to be you rewarding me for something. I love the like conversation about like, will it hurt the baby? And Amy is like, no, I looked it up on the internet. And Ben's like, me too. And- Amy's weird little joke too that she makes. So she's like, oh, like the woman just has to lay back and let it happen and then kick him off when she's sick of it or something. And Ben's like horrified. And she's like, I'm joking. I was like, this is so weird. Yes, this was, you know, I'm so heterosexual that I, like, nonsense. Never dated straight. You didn't? No. Um, so then we go to Ashley and George reading Amy's journal, which I just think is like a funny little like bonding activity. Yeah, I did write down what is this unholy alliance between Ashley and George? Like Yeah. Ashley is reading like Amy's like yes. poetry and they're like dissecting it to see if like she's having sex and they're like, nah. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah I mean fair. Ashley's like Oh, she's talking about the moon going into a teacup. She's not having sex. And George is like, what? And she's like, well, she's not having good sex, at least. (laughs) And then he's like, it's time to have the conversation. And she's like, I have internet access and a pregnant sister. I know where babies come from. Like, we do not need to have the sex talk. Which, like, fair. Fair. True. But you know what? For too many teens, the first time that they talk about (laughs) sex is after they're already pregnant. Um, This is when... It was confirmed that they live in California, though. Um, George, instead of, like, having the normal sex talk, is like, I'm going to tell you about the day you were born. Almost on the Pacific Coast Coast Highway. Listen, Pacific Coast Highway, this is why they move. Big little lies to Big Sur. It does make sense. In order to maintain the integrity of the Shailene universe. Cinematic universe. Okay. I'm sorry. I just, like, whenever someone says, like, that's why they moved Big Little Lies to California, I'm like, oh, it's so they can take those gorgeous driving shots so that all these pretty people can scream into their phones in their cars. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Renata Klein. Oh, my God. I... Um, Laura Dern is my icon, my hero. I love her. Like, I think one of the best line reads in history is just... I said thank you! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that just... Thank you, Big Little Lies, for that. Okay. So he tells the birth story. I honestly kind of, like, zoned out. It was kind of cute, but also it was like, George is too little too late. It was Um, nice to see George being a parent for once. It was. This was the only time I've ever thought, like, if you were ever like this consistently, I could see why Ashley wants you around. Mm-hmm. So then, like, we have Ricky and Grace. They're baking, and her open purse with the condoms is just, like, on the counter. Yes, which I thought was going to play a bigger role than it did. It was very, like, <laughs> I know. Chekhov's gun, but the gun didn't go off. You know, like... <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> if you make that reference, you need to show me Grace's father stumbling upon the condoms. <laughs> Which is what um, I thought was going to happen. I know. Or her or Kathleen. They're making cookies because like Grace is, Grace is feeling bad. They're going to like donate them to the long-term care center. They're making a double batch. And a double batch is 150 cookies. What the fuck is this the, cookie what recipe? What recipe are they making where a single batch is 75 cookies? Are they like, really small? They've got to be really small, right? Well. We'll get there when we see the fucking cookie batter that they make. (laughs) But, like, what recipe are they using? And they're, like, doing, like, sexy baking. What do we do first? And she's like, melt the butter. And I'm like, if you're making 150... How do you melt the butter, Grace? (laughs) (laughs) And 
she's like, we need to melt the butter. If you were, girl, if you were making 150 cookies, snickerdoodles, homemade, you're melting like six, eight sticks oh, of butter. You're... Like, <laughs> You might as well buy the whole damn cow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I just, I still, I'm sorry. That line was, again, this episode <laughs> broke me in so many ways, but I think the final straw was, how do you melt the butter, Grace? <laughs> I know. Oh my god. Okay. So then we have a scene between the three characters, Dr. Bowman, Tom, and all of Dr. Bowman's chest hair. Yes. Was it bad if this, like... Yes! Don't finish that to me. (laughs) I cannot. Okay. Like... So Tom comes upstairs. Oh, and this is also the most important reveal of the show, is we find out Jennifer Coolidge... Scratched the parquet floors with her high heels. But yeah, she did. She scratched, she scratched the parquet floors. <laughs> so funny. Um, but, um, yeah, we get to that point because, you know. Because Dr. Bowman gave Tom $40 to stay, stay downstairs and like keep an eye on Grace and Ricky. Yes. And then we find out that Grace and Ricky gave Tom $20 to get the hell out. <laughs> and he's like, $40 is more than $20. And he's like, yeah, but I got both. And that's a good thing for me. $60. And that means I'm $120 away from Betty time. <laughs> and then Dr. Bowen is like, okay, we need to have a conversation about Betty. Like, this isn't like, just like a funny joke. Like, let's yes, not talk about like, it. She's not your friend. She's being paid to be here. And she mm-hmm. is scratching our damn parquet floors. <laughs> and then tom is like actually you should shut the fuck up because you and mom cheated on george oh yes the shit hits the fan yes the absolute fan and dr bowman is like where did you hear that and tom is like from grace oh that that oh. comes back in the next episode but oh yes ooh, drama drama in the bowman household um, are we about to see some consequences for throwing stones in glass houses? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. We go back to Grace and Ricky, where this is the cookie that they're making. I just need to comment on this. It's so slimy. <laughs> it looks like banana bread batter. They have not added any of the dry ingredients. <laughs> it looks so... Like, okay, so the way that you make snickerdoodles is you make a dough... And then you roll it in the sh- cinnamon and sugar. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> what the fuck is this batter? It looks so, so disgusting. So and they're just gonna like put that in the oven. Yeah, it's it's not finished. It's, <laughs> it's they got halfway through and they got distracted. Oh my god! But then when I actually can't talk about this. This is so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I. This show is so horny. Yes. So, um, Grace gets some dough on her fingies, and, um, Ricky starts to, like, suck the dough <laughs> off of her fingers, and Grace responds with, Does this, Does this count? count as oral? <laughs> and he's just like, You fucking idiot. He's like, this counts as nothing. And she's like, um, maybe to you. <laughs> and then they start making out. Which I can only assume, I will say when. Like, who okayed this? That was the most painful scene in this entire show. So uncomfortable. Okay. Oh Kathleen gosh. walks in on them as they're making out and is like, Grace. And this, like, with her level of reaction, I thought she saw the condoms. Because she was, like... I know. Distraught. She's like, I thought you were making cookies. They're just making out. It's fine. Okay. Then we have Henry and Alice. They're, like, Which... figuring sex out. And, like, Honestly, I thought they I... broke up. I don't care about this subplot. Like... I Yeah, I am so, like, unentertained by this. Like... In this episode, I don't care that they're trying to figure out sex with each other. Because, like, I thought they broke up. I thought they had a really nice moment when they had sex the first time and discussed, like, the pain of breaking up with someone that you've been with for years. And then, like, I feel like they just walked it back and kind of invalidated a lot of that. Well, by... because they're basically like, if we don't give them storylines with each other, like, what storylines are we going to give them? So we finish with, like, a George and Anne scene. George is asleep on the couch, and then Anne comes in. I do have to say, like, so Anne was, like, out in Chicago, like, which that makes the trip to Chicago 
so Wait, much did more. Did she just? Did she fly? Did she dry? That doesn't make sense now. Why no, would she it go does to Chicago? Not. It makes no sense. Yeah. Okay, I cannot talk about this. This so, did not occur to me until right now. I am me losing either. my mind. She also walks into the house without her suitcase that she had left with in the previous episode. Whatever. Yeah, and she's wearing like a really nice outfit if she was traveling. Mm-hmm. So then they like do a little fight and, you know, do you like how I cannot get my sweatshirt off? Yes, I think it's really entertaining and it is upsetting that <laughs> our people cannot see this. Well, I this think is we recorded. we should release the video. The footage. Okay. Here's the thing that is significant about this conversation. We knew this divorce was coming because George is a dick. Yes. And, and deserves better. We know this. We but know this. George does a little whiny thing where he's like, Anne, how could you not be interested in sex with me? And I'm like, George, oh. have you looked in the mirror or like and heard your personality? Yeah. He pulls the, I'm interested in sex and you're not. So it's different if you cheat on me versus if I cheat on you. And she's like, no, I'm very much interested in sex. Just not with your ass. Yeah. Which, like, but I get. Then we find out that Amy was conceived on a surfboard. Oh, yes. And Ashley was conceived in a graveyard at midnight. Which was, again, like, I, my note here was, Anne and George are freaky. Like, <laughs> both of the, they were having sex in public twice, and they got two kids out of it. Like, that's... That's so weird. Like, That's kind I don't of disrespectful, know. too. Whose fucking grave was it oh. on? You know what? I will say this. I will go on the pod right now. I will go on the record and I will say, if I ever die and I have a grave, I invite you to fuck on it. Anyone. Okay. I love that for Ashley that she was conceived in a grave. I do love, like, all of a sudden, Anne has this moment and she's like, I forgot that. That makes so much sense. (laughs) Um, Do you understand this Daniel Hofstadler reference the, i don't what the fuck it what what was it they mentioned someone named like daniel hofstadler and i was like is that a famous person i, I don't think that know. was his grave that they were like having intercourse on oh i gross okay yeah so then it's, this like, conversation why were they is... in a grave what about a graveyard makes you think like this is an appropriate time or place absolutely nothing this conver- the rest of the conversation is kind of heartbreaking because Anne never felt right or like enough for George. Yeah. And she just like woke up one day and like decided that like nothing she did would ever be good enough for him. That that little story was actually so real. Like it's always a little thing that is when you realize cuz she mm-hmm. says like one day I woke up, I made you breakfast and you complained that it was like toast instead of cereal or whatever it was Mm -hmm. and that was the moment i knew i didn't want to be married to you anymore because nothing i ever did was going to be good enough or was going to be right and it was like honestly like i got a little bit of goosebumps because it's like every sort of Mm -hmm. not even necessarily like romantic relationship but every like friendship that i've ever had where like i knew it was time to end the like (sighs) The thing that triggers that realization is always something so deeply inconsequential seeming, but it is like, you remember it forever. And like, yeah, it was kind of heartbreaking to hear that. And then they break up and the episode ends. Yeah. Which I was like, honestly, like, I'm glad that they had this kind of like closure conversation. (laughs) Yeah. They had like a really good closure conversation between the two of them. We know exactly where they stand. And like, I'm glad we got to see that side of them too and i think it was probably one of the best written interactions in this entire show like yeah while i will say the writers may not know teens they do obviously know adults oh yeah and like I mean, brenda really... hampton she does the like big like emotional stuff like really well i mean yeah. the same thing we saw that with amy and lauren like they had conflict but it was actually no, good that's the thing like a lot of like butting head storylines that i wasn't crazy about like came to an end where i felt like oh, like, this feels right, and it was handled mm-hmm. in such a way that, like, you actually do see where both sides are coming from, and, like, you end up liking both of them more. Like, I still don't like George in any way, shape, or form, but again, you can kind of see, like, him not realizing that over all this time, she was noticing all of his little rejections every single day, and that, mm-hmm. like, maybe... Well, obviously it was his fault, because, like, he cheated on her, but, like... yeah him realizing that maybe he shouldn't have taken her for granted forever. I don't know. It was just like, I thought, 
Honestly, I will say, as much as we, like, kind of shit on this show, there are moments where it really does shine, and this was one of them. Yeah, absolutely. And, like... I mean, I I look forward to watching it every week, so... No, I have so much fun with it. This episode, I did not have as much fun with. Like, I felt crazy the entire time. I was so angry during the first half of it. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna keep doing this. But, like, again, that ending note was just, like, so kind of bittersweet, and, like really good also weird name title like just say no like it's explicitly like lauren slash um grace assuming that they're the people that can say no mm-hmm. but lauren i think kind of realized that that was a dumb argument that she shouldn't have been making this whole time whereas grace i think still thinks yeah that for some reason she still thinks that ricky will respect her enough to stop when she says no absolutely Which I'm very, I'm so nervous for Grace. I am also worried for Grace. I, we have like kind of hit close to the halfway mark. Like we're. Yes. Cause there are what? It does feel like the. 24 episodes. Yes. It does feel like the characters or the actors have really come into the characters at this point where they, they've like gotten to know them and they feel comfortable like embodying them. There's a lot more choices being made acting-wise, and Mm -hmm. I think a lot more of them are paying off than in the beginning, where it felt like there were some wild choices. Yeah. (laughs) But no, I feel like... I'm actually really excited, like, even to finish this season and get into the next season. Because, like, I do feel like everyone has already improved so much. Like... Mm Mm-hmm. Like you said, they've really come into their own as the characters. I feel like everyone's putting in performances that do make me feel... Most of them make me angry, but, like, I think that in itself is good acting. This has been episode 12 of Secret Life... No, it's been episode 11. 11, fuck. This has been episode 11 (laughs) of Secret Life of an American Teenager. Just Say No with Jesse and Aaron. I'm Aaron. I'm Jesse, and you should just say yes to following us. Yes, you can follow us on TikTok, on twitter on instagram on patreon at your two gay friends you can follow us personally on twitter i'm at gluten monster the o and monster is a zero and jesse is at go jesse 2k20 we're both good follows you won't regret um but anyway yeah and no i think by the time this comes out we should have more content on our patreon that will make it more worth it if you want to chuck a few coins our way if you don't that's also totally fine we know times are tough right now yeah, but we love you. We Thank love you for you listening. So Thank you for listening. And we will. We will. See rock you, you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.